0: what do I do now with my family how can I protect them from the wiles of the evil one that are surrounding us like an army just surrounding and closing in to take away our freedom to deprive us of our faith and to render us the prisoners of fear what can I do It was a lamentable conversation. I felt his pain. Perhaps you do too, as I relate the story to you a little bit. In agony. Can I flee? Can I flee to another country? Well, what other country can I go to? It seems that almost all Western countries now are in fearful Paralysis. Everything is closing in. Freedom has been a thought of the past. And now it's all about government mandated vaccines. And also the closing off of faith. What do I do? Where do I go? What can I do with my children? And as we chatted together, I said, you know, I want to urge you amid all of this struggle, all of this fear, all of these concerns, which are real, I want to urge you to keep the main thing, the main thing. Well, what is the main thing? The main thing is to train up your children in the way that they should go. But how do you do that in fearful times? How do you do that in terrifying times without actually communicating fear and terror to your children, but also rather building them in faith? That's what we want to talk about here today on Viewpoint Fathering in Fearful Times. Martin Luther King Jr. made an interesting statement. He said, We must accept finite disappointment, but we must never lose infinite hope. Well, I agree. Our children need to have hope. Our children need to understand the totality of biblical hope. You see, biblical hope is not rooted in fun and games. Biblical hope is rooted in our relationship with the Lord, in our freedom from the burden of sin. The primary freedom is not freedom from COVID, it's not even free from vaccines. It's freedom from sin, the burden of sin. But when these things come upon us and pressure us as we're feeling these pressures all over the world, it's coming. It's coming very rapidly. It's coming much more rapidly than anyone would have ever thought. In fact, it was John Kerry, Joe Biden's secretary... Emissary czar for environmentalism, who declared upon the inauguration of Joe Biden that the great reset and the new world order were going to come much more quickly than anybody ever anticipated, and that's what we're seeing. We should not be surprised because even the Lord Himself warned us about it, even Daniel the prophet warned us about it. We have been warned. And to be forewarned is to be forearmed. But fathers, what are we going to do? You see, fathers are given the primary responsibility in their homes. Our wives, the mothers of our children, are required. They're, they're resting in our leadership, men. Our children will languish without our leadership in these fearful times. And increasing fear is going to define our times. It isn't going to go away soon. In fact, it may not go away until the Lord returns. In fact, Jesus said very clearly that the time was going to come when men's hearts would fail them for fear for the things that are coming upon the earth. He said, because iniquity shall abound, the love of many is going to wax cold. And there are sober warnings, I think, that should grip the heart's, of men of fathers today and any lesser reaction really is to hide our heads in the proverbial sand. So in reality, reality is indeed coming home to roost for any dad whose heart is truly turned toward the father and walking as a son. We're living in those times, friends, so graphically described by the Lord. And just how serious are those times for us as fathers, for those who would follow in our footsteps? We need to hear hear the words of admonition for the Father's heart, declared by His only Son. There should be signs of the heaven, the sun and the moon, the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear, for the things looking after those things that are coming upon the earth. And when children fear, if the hearts of macho men are failing them for fear because of what they see and feel and hear, then how should we fathers expect our young who trust us to respond? It's not a hypothetical question. This is the real deal now. We are in the real deal And if we fail to face the gravamen of this issue, we're we're just totally hypocritical. We're playing pretend. It's time for real men, real fathers, real dads to step up to the plate. And it's not about playing ball with your sons. It's about discipling them for destiny. What should godly fathers do in fearful times? That's what we want to talk about here on the program today. And to help you along the way, for those of you who uh, do not have this book, I urge you to get a copy of our book, Hearts of the Fathers, Leaving a Legacy that Lasts. It will encourage your soul for such a time as this. We'll be right back. We're talking with men today here on Viewpoint. We're talking particularly with fathers and with grandfathers. Grandfathers, we're not excused in this issue because once a father, always a father. There is a profound role for grandparents in this day and age. I see it. I have 10 grandchildren. And uh, I tell you, I feel the responsibility of that every single day. And it's tough. It really is tough because they're living in a world that is not a friend to grace. And you know that. You know that your children, your grandchildren are not living in a world that's a friend to grace. Not a friend to the Lord. Not a friend to the kingdom of God. And the pressures are increasing. They're increasing not just on you, but they're increasing on your children and your grandchildren. And fear is becoming almost the language of the day, the lingua franca of the times. Fear is everywhere. It's paralyzing people. It's motivating them to do things that they would not otherwise do. It's amazing to me to hear how professing Christians are responding to the COVID situation, to the vaccine situation, and all of that. My my desk is actually baptized <laughs> in, in uh, documents and uh, articles concerning all of that. But that's not what we're focusing on here today. We're focusing on real life in tough times. As the coach once said, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And guys, it's time to toughen up. It's time to take seriously our role as fathers. Now, God the Father knew what it was going to be like. He knew what it was going to be like in these times. And we're in those times. We're in the times that Jesus warned about, that Paul warned about, that Peter warned about, that Daniel warned about, and so on, that the book of Revelation warned We're in those times. Don't play pretend that we're not. We're not just entering those times. We are in those times up to our eyeballs. And we must seize this moment. We must come to grips with it as fathers, as uh, grandfathers, as men. So, when children fear, think what a profound effect it has upon their faith in God as their father. And upon their trust in their own fathers. So, as trials and tribulations increase, trust has to rise commensurately, or faith is going to collapse. So this issue of trust is a very, very big thing. That's why we're told to trust in the Lord with all our heart lean not to our own understanding. That should be something that dads are teaching their children every day. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. And then start defining what that looks like. Apply it. Begin to make it real. Drive it into the fabric, the membranes of their minds. Because we fathers, we hold the promise of a genuine hope that breeds a Christ-like courage for these challenging times. Again, God knew exactly what it was going to be like. And so he warned us. Did you know that the next-to-last message, uh, the second-to-last message before the return of Christ is dealing with fathers? You can find it in Malachi chapter 4. He said that before the great and terrible day of the Lord, I will send forth the uh, call the uh, send forth the Spirit of Elijah the prophet to call the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers, lest they strike the earth with a curse. Now, what is the great and terrible day of the Lord? The great and terrible day of the Lord is called the day of the Lord. That is the terminology that is used both in the old and the New Testament. It is the time immediately before, the second coming of Jesus Christ. It is the time when God begins to judge the earth in righteousness. Up until that time, the fear of man is going to prevail through an Antichrist spirit that is attempting to unite the world in a resurrected Tower of Babel spirituality. A new global government, a world empire that ultimately will be ruled by a counterfeit Christ figure, the Antichrist. As that begins to move into its final stage, when that Antichrist figure through a rebuilt temple walks into the temple and declares himself God, then all hell will begin to break loose. Now, up till now, we think it's breaking loose, but we've seen nothing yet. Not really. This is just the beginning of sorrows. These are the birth pangs that are leading up to it. And you can see the fear that it is causing. God said that before the great and terrible day of the Lord, in other words, just before Christ's second coming, when he pours out his wrath on the children of disobedience, he is going to call the hearts of the fathers to the children. And the hearts of the children of the fathers. Did you know that's what we're doing right now? That's what we're doing right now. In the spirit of Elijah, that's what we're doing right now. Right here on Viewpoint, as you're listening right now. That's the reason why the Lord had me write this book, Hearts of the Fathers, Leaving a Legacy That Lasts. It is a different book. It is a different kind of book about fathering, about fatherhood. To inspire dads, professing Christian dads, to be what they claim they want to be. To live up to God's expectations for them as fathers in these evil times. To turn their hearts to their children and the hearts of their children to the fathers. Because a curse has come upon our country. A curse has come upon the world through fatherlessness. And when children fear in times like these, it has a profound effect upon their faith in their, their heavenly father and upon their trust in their own fathers. So are you wringing your hands in despair? Do your children see you wringing your hands in despair and whining and crying and belly aching, Or do your children see you... As a courageous man of faith, standing in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand, having your loins girt about with truth. Not just having on the helmet of salvation, but having on the breastplate of righteousness, living righteously. That their children can see that you're not like the rest of the world. Your standards are completely different. You're not capitulating to the rest of the world and its spirit. You're different. You're a man of courage, a man of uh, honesty, a man of integrity, a man that your children can trust, a man who your children when they trust you, know that what you tell them about the Father is true and that they can depend upon you and depend upon God as Father. Because if they don't sense that, not only have you failed, but they will fail. Have you considered that? Have we kind of wrapped the future of our dear children in a fatalistic blanket? Kind of like K. Sarah Sarah, whatever will be, will be the future's not mine to see K. Sarah I hope not. No, this is the time to gird up the loins of our minds and be and become the men, the fathers, the grandfathers that God has ordained us to be for such a time as this. You, my friend, my brothers in the Lord, are called to the kingdom for such a time as this. So what should godly fathers do in fearful times, other than what we've just been talking about? We're going to talk about that with precision for the rest of the program here today. This isn't trivial. It's not trite. But it is truth. I want to urge you to get a copy of the book, Hearts of the Fathers. Uh, How to leave a legacy that lasts. This This is how to leave a godly legacy. We must have a vision for this. Because without a vision, the people will perish. This isn't about just taking your kids to church. No. This isn't about just elementary things. We can't delegate this responsibility. We cannot delegate this duty. Dads cannot delegate the duty to train up their children in the way of the Lord. It's serious business. Get a copy of the book, Hearts of the Fathers, How to Leave a Legacy that Lasts. It is a twenty. $3 book, and it's yours on our website for $18. I hope you'll take advantage of it. Hardbound book. It will give you hope and restore your sense of vision for these amazing times in which we live. Fathering in fearful times. It's on our website, saveus.org. Give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA. That's 1-800-SAVE-USA. Or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. And ladies, by the way, you're eavesdropping on the conversation. And men, let me put this uh, just pretty bluntly. Uh, since this book came out, about two-thirds of all of these books have been purchased by women. Now, why do you think that is? Would you like me to share with you why that is? It's because our wives are not convinced that we're living up to what God has called us to do as men, as fathers and as grandfathers. They're concerned. And they want to cheer us on. They want to help us be and become the men that God wants us to be and become. And it's increasingly important to them in these times, these intensifying times. Don't take this lightly. If you want to truly please your wife, you will take this seriously. Do you know that over the past 30, 40 years, the number one cry of Christian women has been, why can't or won't my husband be the spiritual leader of our home? Why can't or won't my husband be the spiritual leader of our home? When you hear those words, what goes on inside your mind, inside your heart? Do you know, my friend, that God is going to hold us as men, as fathers, as grandfathers, accountable not only for what we say and do, but for what we don't say and what we don't do. We're living in the moment of truth in the valley of decision. Will we or won't we do God's will? Will we or won't we do what God has expected men to do, particularly in times like these? Well, so what should godly fathers do in fearful times? The first thing we should do is build an ark of faith. You know, God told Noah to build an ark. And before the return of Christ, that's exactly what we need to do is build an ark. But how do we do that? You see, in Noah's day, men's thoughts were evil continually. They were corrupt. They were violent, rampant. Much like today. And aren't these the kind of times that we're fathering in? So, even amid the tribulation of the times, God the Father found Noah as a faithful and trustworthy father who, he said, truly walked with God, was a just man and perfect in his generations. Wow! Wow! So because of that, Noah found grace that's enabling power, favor and enabling power in the eyes of the Lord to save his, his uh, family from judgment. Wow. Build an ark, he said. And that's what Noah did for over a hundred years. God, He did what God asked him to do. So are you willing to build an ark to save your sons and daughters? An arc of faith? We're going to talk about what that looks like for the rest of the program. Stay tuned, friends. Viewpoint really does determine destiny, even of our kids. There
1: is so much more about Chuck Crissmeyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, SaveUS.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries' website at SaveUS.org.
0: Fathering in Fearful Times, that's our program here today on Viewpoint. Before we go further, I want to uh, speak to our listeners in Massachusetts and Connecticut and perhaps New York, those of you who have been listening to our program up in that area, uh, the northeast of the country. We've had many, many listeners over uh, almost a quarter of a century now up there. And periodically we come to you and hold a breakfast gathering on a Saturday morning, and we're going to do that on October 23rd. October 23rd from 8 to 11.30 a.m. at the Crestview Country Club in Agawam, Massachusetts. And, by the way, that is the number one zip code in the country, 01001, Agawam, Massachusetts. It's amazing. So uh, we're going to hold that breakfast there on October 23rd, and uh, the title of our uh, morning is going to be Behold He Comes, as history and prophecy are converging right before our eyes, how do we, as culture and mesh Christians, prepare the way for his coming? We're going to have our books there. My, my wife is going to be there. She will speak also uh, a lot of times that people are so encouraged by uh, my wife, Kathy, and you don't want to miss that. But you are going to have to register or make a reservation for that breakfast. The cost of the breakfast is $28 per person. It's a breakfast buffet. Full and complete breakfast. Uh, that's the best price we could, we could possibly come up with. Uh, if it's, if it's more than you can handle, well, we're sorry about that. We've done the best, best that we can, but I think your time is going to be very, very worthwhile. So, in order to make your reservation, you can go to our website, saveus.org, the the web store, saveus.org, web store, and then choose Viewpoint Broadcast at the top right in the in the Web Store. And uh, make your reservations there. I hope you'll bring a friend. Uh, sometimes, uh, oftentimes people will bring several because they realize uh, how important these breakfast times are. It, it, they're just incredible, quite frankly. Uh, now, if you want to make your reservation, other than... Via the Internet, you can give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA. That's 1-800-SAVE-USA. Again, it's the Viewpoint Breakfast in uh, Massachusetts, Agawam, Massachusetts, October 23rd. But you must make your reservation by October 13th because we have to give our numbers by that date. You must make your reservation by October 13th. So what is that, about three weeks away? Don't delay, friends. Don't delay, and then forget. All right. <clears throat> Again, fathering in fearful times. We're talking about uh, what godly fathers should do in these fearful times. And the first thing, overarching, is we need to build an ark to save our sons and daughters and our grandchildren. As a spiritual father in our generation. This may be the last generation given the opportunity to build an ark, an ark of faith. So what are the building materials? God gave building materials to Noah. He told him what to use to build the ark. And uh, so we're going to talk about the building materials that God gives us to build an ark. First of all, a complete trust in Christ a tr- a Christ like trust now in noah's day the messiah hadn't been revealed so god had to spoke directly to noah as a father and noah did exactly what the father instructed him to do so you find several times in genesis chapter 6 or 9 god said and noah did god said and noah did so what is god saying to you and to me that we must do It's not enough to be a hearer. We're told not to be a hearer only, but a doer of the word, because if we're not a doer of the word, we're self-deceived. We're just playing games. So what God is interested in is absolute trust that's revealed in our obedience. That was the hallmark of Noah's life. It was the hallmark of Christ's life as a son of the Father. He didn't say anything he didn't hear the Father say. He didn't do anything he didn't hear a Father do. He submitted to the Father's will. So if we're going to be the Noahs of our day, to build an ark of faith filled trust in Christ, we must be obedient sons and take the Father's word seriously as absolute truth, not to be equivocated with, because if you and I as fathers or grandfathers equivocate with the word of God in whole or in part, our children will do so even more so. Because what the parents allow in moderation, the children will take to excess. All right, the second building material, other than Christ like trust, is Christ like character. So it's one thing to claim to have built an ark, it's quite another to live a life worthy of entering the ark. Hmm. So. There were probably many men working with Noah and his sons to build the ark. It was a massive project, but not one of them was allowed to enter the ark. Not one. Their minds, their hearts were not united with Noah's as to the character of their lives that demanded the ark to be built. And character counts, my friend. The word character is a way of expressing the clear connection between what we say we believe and how we live. So, are you a man of Christian integrity? That that question haunts us. It haunts our homes. So, what do you think your children or grandchildren would say? Is your home truly a safe haven where Christ-like character guides and protects their faith and trust? Because if it's not, your legacy is going to lie in the balance. Remember, we're talking about building a legacy that lasts. The next ingredient, the next building material is Christlike courage. It's been said that courage is the backbone of moral character. So when courage weakens, the spiritual back slumps. How, how, how can we possibly fathom fatherly leadership without courage? I mean, courage links all of moral character and genuine faith into, what should we say, a, an operative uh, system that enables every man to take a stand when he's required to. I'll never forget the words of that famous sage, uh, Gaiti. And it should grip the hearts of any father. He said, wealth lost, something lost. Honor lost, much lost. But courage lost, all lost. So in this evil day, are you doing all to stand, having your loins girt about with the truth that does not sway with the tides of cultural feelings? or even the name of science, that erodes the very foundations of our faith and our children. I tell you, the pressures are everywhere, friends. The winds of social pressure, employment compromise, relational infidelity, selfish ambition, fear of losing ministry funding, pastors. (laughs) Yeah. Mm Hmm. On many of the issues of our time, men are failing because we lack wisdom, because we lack courage. You know, remember that fellow Alexander Solzhenitsyn came from Russia, the tyranny of Russia? Here's what he said. A decline in courage may be the most striking feature in our days. Wow. So, as fathers... We can't wander in trepidation and fear. We have to take courage. Take courage. Be strong and courageous. Joshua was warned, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you whithersoever you go. So be brave without bravado. In fact, the Father is looking to and fro throughout the whole earth for a few faithful fathers that he can trust who will stand in fearful times. Has he found you? So, we're going to look at uh, seven... Serious and you could call them sobering admonitions that will help us stand bravely without pride as we see the great and terrible day of the Lord approaching. And I hope you'll listen very carefully. These are to encourage you, to enable you to father in fearful times, And something that you will be able to take with you, you'll be able to tell other people about, maybe you know a man that's struggling, maybe you know a father or grandfather that's struggling, maybe you could be the catalyst for raising up other men in a small group, take this book, Hearts of the Fathers, Leaving a Legacy That Lasts, and begin to go through it and apply it in your life and in the life of the men. I can't think of anything more relevant, more practical, more loving than that. And if you want to do that and you want to get a get the book in bulk, we'll be willing to uh, provide some some important discounts for you. You know, not not just for getting two or three books, but uh, uh, we've already discounted the book from 23 to $18 for you. But we want to get the message out because this is the moment of truth. We're in the valley of decision. And when we get back, we're going to take a look at these uh, admonitions that God gives us as men to help us to stand bravely to prepare the way of the Lord for our kids and grandkids. We'll be right back.
1: Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Click Cell Church.
0: All right, men, are you ready? It's about fathering in fearful times, and we're going to take a look at seven very serious and sobering admonitions that will help us to stand bravely with courage for such a time as this for our kids our grandkids, our, our spouses, and yes, even within our congregations, pastors. The first thing is fear not. God tells us not to fear. We're told that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. And we're told not to fear man, because the fear of man brings a snare. But whoever puts his trust in the Lord will be safe. And that perfect love casts out fear. Now, fear is actually the opposite of faith. You cannot walk in fear and walk in faith at the same time. We're called to be fearless, but faithful without following Now, if we're going to walk in faith without fear, we're going to have to build our faith. Because the weaker your faith, the more you're going to be prone to fear. And your children will sense it. You know how dogs are very sensitive to uh, their masters, and uh, whether man or woman, they sense your feelings and emotions and so on. It's just well known. Well, your children also sense that. Our children need to be secure in our love but also in our trust and faith in the Lord the courage that we have not not uh, pride uh, bravado that kind of thing no a humble strong faith that doesn't shrink number 2 fret not fretting is faithful We're told not to fret because of evildoers in Psalm 37. Fretting actually frustrates faith. And if your children and your spouse sees and feels you fretting, my dear man, you have very little to offer them. Fretting reveals your lack of faith. It reveals your lack of trust. But our flesh is always going to demand to fret. So we cannot yield to the flesh. It's the conflict between the flesh and our spirit, and our children need to see us victorious in faith. Number three, fall not. So we have fear not, we have fret not, now we have fall not. Persistent falling reveals a propensity to fail which seriously impairs our hope for a godly and lasting legacy. Yeah, as human beings, we do stumble, we do fall, don't we? But we get up because we're overcomers. Are you an overcomer? Unfortunately, the Bible talks about a kind of falling that goes beyond just an incidental uh, fall. There's a falling into final burial and eternal loss. It's called falling away, or apostasy. And so we're given a, a, a dire warning. The Father, fortunately... In the book of Jude, we have a wonderful encouragement that the Father is able to keep us from falling. That is, if we truly and sincerely follow his word and his will and his ways. And when we fall into temptation, we're to count it all joy because our faith is being tested so that we can be perfected. And grace is not a prescription to sin but a provision to keep us from falling. We're warned to flee from sexual sin and the love of money. And we're also warned that let him that thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. We're also told to give diligence to make our calling and election sure. For if we will do those things described in 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 10, we will never fall. God does not want us to fall. Number four, forget not. How easy it is for you and, and I to forget. Over and over, the Father through His Word admonishes us not to forget, but to remember. He says, take heed lest you forget the covenant of the Lord your God. Beware that you forget not the Lord your God in not keeping his commandments. If you do at all forget the Lord your God, I testify that you shall surely perish. But the flip side of that, the positive side is remember Remember now your creator in the days of your youth, so to speak. Remember all the commandments of the Lord. Remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. Remember from whence you are fallen. Stir up your minds by way of remembrance. So we should remember. Remember the mighty acts of God and translate those to our kids. Number five, fear the Lord. Fear the Lord. Because in the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. It's a place of refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life that enables us and our families to depart from the snares of death. The Father, God, is going to teach those fathers who truly fear him. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. And to them and them only will he show, manifest, make clear his covenant. So there's great security and peace for fathers, dads, who truly fear the Lord. This is the foundation for everything else. If you do not fear the Lord, you will not obey him. If you do not fear the Lord, you will fret. If you do not fear the Lord, you will uh, not remember him Uh, In times of trouble, if you don't fear the Lord, you're going to fall. If you do not fear the Lord, you're going to fear man. It's as simple as that. Now, if you want to know more about uh, building the fear of the Lord into your life, uh, what an incredible opportunity you have, because I wrote just a book concerning that called The Secret of the Lord. The Secret of the Lord. I received a call just today from a broadcaster. Uh, he had come across the book, The Secret of the Lord, and he says, Chuck, this is such an important book. I want to use it on my broadcast uh, repeatedly in order to uh, communicate this exceedingly important truth to my listeners. Would you be willing to join me to introduce it? I was so thrilled. The Secret of the Lord. Blessed is the man that fears the Lord, that delights greatly in his commandments. His seed, kids, shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wisdom begins with the fear of the Lord, friends. By the way, The Secret of the Lord is a $20 hardbound book. It's yours for $15 on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. You can call us at 1-800-SAVE-USA or write to us at Save America Ministries. The secret of the Lord. It'll open your eyes because every promise of God is predicated first on the fear of the Lord. Now, number six, follow faithfully. So if we as dads, fathers, are not able to follow the father faithfully, who changes not, how can we expect our kids to follow us in security and confidence? So to be a father who leads to a promised legacy, I must first be a follower of the father who made the promise. So what does it mean to be a follower? It doesn't mean to to say, well, I, I believe in certain religious facts about the Bible or about God. No. To follow him is to do what he says, to be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. That's how we follow in fearful times or any times. We follow in righteousness. We follow in holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. We follow in Christ's suffering, because as Peter said, were unto us uh, here unto us where we called because Christ also suffered us leaving us an example that we should follow in his steps we follow in stewardship because it's required in stewards that a man be found faithful as fathers we're appointed stewards of our children by the father we're the father's surrogates his hand extended to raise and nurture and guide our young on behalf of the Father, both in spirit and in truth. And in reality, we're trustees with everything that God has put in our hands. Therefore, if our children do not see us as godly trustees so that we are tithing regularly, we're giving into the kingdom of God substantially, if they don't see that, Remember, the scripture says, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And your children will see it. We also should follow without failing. Be faithful unto death, we're told. And I will give you the crown of life. Faithfulness in following is tested in the crucible of fearful times when i was growing up as a young boy i was taught a simple truth through the life of daniel by a little song i've shared it with so many people i've shared it all over the world here it is dare to be a daniel dare to stand alone dare to have a purpose firm, and dare to make it known. Our first grandson was named Daniel because I had taught his mother this song growing up. It was so important to her, she named him Daniel. Then we created a special calligraphy plaque for Daniel with the words, dare to be a Daniel, dare to stand alone, dare to have a purpose firm, and dare to make it known. Number seven, we're to fight the good fight. Men, this is not an easy day for a lady, so to speak. We're at war. Fathers and grandfathers were called by the Father to stand, and having done all to stand, to stand. And so many fathers are not standing. This is why fatherlessness has become a plague in our country and in the world. Fatherlessness takes on two forms. One is the absence of the father physically. The other is the absence of fathering from God's viewpoint. And that's what we've been talking about here today. Fathering from God's viewpoint, presuming that your presence is there. Now what do I do? How do I father in fearful times? And men, our, our kids are trusting us to remain true, even unto death. We're at war. Our kids are trusting us. And as the song of a couple of decades ago said, May all who come behind us find us faithful. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Thanks for joining us here on Viewpoint today. Viewpoint does determine destiny. I hope that this has been encouraging to you as a man, as a father, as a husband. I urge you to get a copy of the book, Hearts of the Fathers, Leaving a Legacy that Lasts. Again, it's a $23 hardbound book, yours for $18 on our website, saveus.org. Get it today. Call us 1-800-SAVE-USA. Become a partner, friends. These are difficult times. Enable us. God is trusting you to enable us all to keep the message coming until he returns. Thanks for joining us. God bless. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.